there is a fun event um, prior to Friday's meet. Clemson will host the National Girls and Women in Sports Day celebration, which fans will have the chance to meet other Clemson female athletes, which I love that, and um, get to really get a full Clemson experience. If you haven't gone to a meet yet, it, it is electric, so I highly recommend it. Go on and cheer the Tigers. Again, they're 3-0, and looking for 4-0. and um, I've learned a lot about gymnastics <laughs> in the past month. I've uh, been Googling a lot of what everything means. Um, so my, my gymnastics IQ is not as high as I want it to be, but I'm learning, and the Clemson Tigers are, are the, the leading reason for that. You know, we're doing it too. Uh, we're all learning. Uh, like I, I've already found myself going, you know what, I can't believe they took an extra tenth off of that. And I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means, but that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm going with. Um, we, we just fake it till we make it. You know, you know from from tenths in gymnastics to tenths in the interest rates. Uh, give yeah. us, I guess it's quarters in the interest rates. Uh, tell us about what happened with interest rates at the end of January. Yep. So yesterday, the Fed finished up the two-day meeting that they had, basically, in a shorter version of everything. They inflation still has not reduced to the lowest percent that they'd like for it to have, around 2%. What does that mean for mortgage rates right now? So basically, they're staying the same <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. They're not rising, which no one really anticipated them to rise. We were all, fingers crossed, hoping that they would lower some. Um, but they are staying steady, and that is in the upper 6%, 6 you know, 6.79, 6.89 range right now. Um, the feds have also come out and predicted, y'all can't see me, but I'm air quotes right now, that there'll be roughly three rate cuts in 2024. Um, so what does that mean for buyers and sellers? What does that mean for the market? Well, basically what that means is if you can swing an upper 6% rate, you may not love it. You may want it to be lower, but you can still swing it. Now is the time. January was a really busy month, and it's just starting to pick up even even more, and March is really when spring market hits um, the upstate. So if you can swing it, now is the time to get everything in a row um, to your lender if you're going through conventional financing. Um, if you can't swing it, I totally understand that. But just know if they reduce, there's going to be more buyers in the market, more competition. In the upstate, home sale appreciation, everything is rising, Right. So at the end of the day, it may cost you more to purchase in months down the road. So happy to navigate and talk through that, connect folks to local lenders who can get the job done for them. Fantastic. Uh, Morgan Coleman, uh, this is why she sponsors our This Week in Clemson Women's Athletics segment. A little gymnastics and a little interest rates, a little wisdom. We appreciate it very much, uh, Morgan. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks, y'all. Good Tigers. All right, that is our friend Morgan Coleman, a real estate extraordinaire in the upstate. We were talking about Jeff Halfley leaving Boston College to be the defensive coordinator at Green Bay. Um, I was interested in salary numbers and whether or not he is taking a, you know, making more, taking a cut, what have you. His salary at Boston College with two years left was uh, – around the $4 million a year mark. In the NFL right now, a lot of coordinator salaries are not published, but there's a few that are out there that you can use as a point of reference. 
One is Todd Boyles in 2021 was the highest paid defensive coordinator, and he made three uh, just around $3 million. Then who did I say was the $4 million guy? Do you remember? It was Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels reportedly was the highest paid coordinator. For some reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, at just over $4 million. So it stands to reason that Jeff Halfley is actually taking a pay cut to go to the Packers. There is a thought that Joe Barry, his predecessor at Green Bay, was around the three million dollar mark, but we don't we don't necessarily have access to those documents. I tried to I tried to figure that out. So let's say Halfley's making roughly that. He's given up a million dollars in salary here. I just for the life of me, I can't understand. Well, this guy just wants to go back to the NFL because he loves it so much. People are not leaving a million dollars on the table just to go do the a lesser job than they were doing unless there's something about that responsibility and about that job that they don't like. I just don't I don't see this thing where nothing to see here. This is, you know, there's issues with the game, but this isn't one. I don't see how people are not shouting from the rooftops about this that this is going to continue happening if Jeff Halfley who, by the way, I, I looked at a hot seat list yesterday. He's not on it anywhere. That's not to say he can't be on it, and we talked about Maybe it's good to reset the clock. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Jeff Halfley is presumed to be so fired going into next season. We were talking about that before this past season, and he kind of put it to bed going 6-6. Six and six. And I would argue that if when you go 7-6 and six at Boston College, that actually gives you a little bit of money in the bank going forward. Oh, I agree. It should. And it, I think it, it does for the administration. Time rather than you losing time. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm also going to point this out. Remember when this is sort of like Boston College paying penance? Remember when they fired Jeff Jagodzinski for interviewing with the Seattle Seahawks? I, I will never forget that as long as I live. They were so offended that Jagodzinski would interview with the Seahawks <laughs> that they fired the most successful coach they've had in 30 years. Uh, who like along with Matt Ryan took them to heights they will never see again they will never see that in this iteration of college football they fired him for flirting with the NFL Jeff Halfley is the most successful coach they've had since then on a well I don't know Adazio was pretty consistently six and six so I'll, I'll I'll give him some some credit on that Halfley was doing a good job he leaves for an NFL defensive coordinator position it just feels like historically Boss Scott's paying a penance a little bit. Yeah. Scott Van Pelt had a had a really good closing monologue. I, I heard when I woke up this morning, flipped on the TV, and I heard it. You know, and he basically said, "College coaches are twelve year, twelve month fundraisers. Recruit their roster all season long, and then recruit their roster to stay together all season long." And the way that he put it was, you know, was was really good. Um, and it's true. And I, I say that as Texture says, you know, you work nine months versus 12, 10 months versus 12, and don't have to do fundraising and don't have to keep re-recruiting your roster anymore. And, you know, now you've coaches have always had to fundraise for the university in some way or, you know, for the athletic department. Don't you think those requirements and uh, requests have increased with NIL as well? 
yes. know, it, it's another wing of another branch of fundraising in a way that you've got to be a part of. And and some you know a lot of times that's done privately, but it's still done. I mean, and I know there, I know there's coaches at Clemson, for instance, who have cultivated long-standing relationships with big money donors, and it's it is an important part of their job to keep that money coming in because their that money fuels their program, and you know with facilities and and all you know everything that goes along with an athletic program. Uh, Eric Backich talked about this with the media the other day where he said, we need a million dollars. He came on with us and he said, it's important for us just to pay our bills with NIL. But he, when he was speaking to the broader media, he had some more time to, to get deeper into it. And so he said, we need a million dollars. And it was a follow-up question from someone that asked, how close are you to getting to there? And he's like, we're, we've got a ways to go. We're off to a good start is what he, is what he said. But the, the sort of insinuation there is that he's involved because it's important to be involved. And I, I mean, I, I also go back to, you can't, one thing I loved about, I'm, I'm glad you brought the Van Pelt thing. One thing I loved about Van Pelt is he's like, you used to be able to come and recruit your roster and that's that. Now you have to recruit your roster every single day. You can't even worry about recruiting, you know, 200 other kids who are uh, potentially going to come into your university. you got to re-recruit your 85 every single day. And, like, I mean, in some ways that's good. Like, you can't treat people like trash and you can't do this or that. Like, there, there, there are things that are good about that where you can get out of bad situations. But I don't think anybody thought that NIL and the transfer portal combined were going to be a way to get people out of good situations. Or to give, you know, give coaches more headaches. And we've got a couple texts on the show today. A couple texts here that have basically said, well, they need to, we, we need rules around NIL on the portal. And this is where I'll reiterate what I said yesterday. Tennessee and Virginia are suing uh, the NCAA because they say you can't enforce restrictions on NIL for antitrust reasons. And basically, they are citing the fact that the NCAA has been trouncing court every single time. What is frustrating about this is that in order to do what people are saying, the courts are not going to allow any of that until they bring the players in for, in some way, shape, or form to give the players a voice in some way, shape, or form or to declare them employees in some way, shape, or form. If they don't do any of that stuff... They're not going to be able to regulate any of this. So, I, you know, uh, we, we got a text earlier. I think it was Mark from Simpsonville said, don't blame the athletes here. Blame the people who are doing this. I blame the people making the rules. I blame the athletes. I blame the families and the people close to them. I blame, uh, I blame everybody. Everybody involved in this has a chance to make decisions that are different and better for the broader game, and it's not happening. And we can't, I, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this without being overly dramatic. First time in my life I've been concerned about being overly dramatic. We, we like over dramatic yeah. quality. All right, so we'll go overly dramatic here. What good is it to assume that Jeff Halfley's isolated? All right, that's not logical, okay? Like, logically, I want to know. Like, I want to know, and in fact, we might get better clarity on this later. Why did Jeff Halfley do this? I'd like to know. Because I actually want to know 
if if we did this, I'm saying we like college football. If, if college football did, did we do this to Jeff Halfley? Is it something that happened with his personal life? Is it something that happened with his family? Is it something about the NFL that he just loves and he just wants to get back there? Like, I want to know in the pie chart of reasons you would leave this job, did we do this or did you do this? Until that point, what good is it to not say the sky's falling? Because guess what it does? And again, this goes against my nature to want to know stuff and to not overreact till we have some facts and information. We know enough to know that this, even if this isn't the case, this is something that might happen. And this is something that is happening. And this is something that will happen. We know this is going to happen more. And it is going to happen for the reasons that it might be happening in this case. Why would we not use this as a jumping off point and a rallying cry to say, we've got to fix this now. And not in a way that in 15 seconds is going to be laughed out of a courtroom. you got to fix this now. Because fans are not going to continue to pay ever-increasing ticket. Uh, IPTE, alumni, what it, prices, and NIL prices. Fans are not going to be paying this. Corporations are not going to be paying this indefinitely forever when there are no guarantees that the, the investment is going to be felt on their end. If you can pocket a bunch of cash and then leave and pocket somebody else's cash, why would I invest in that? Why would I invest in something long-term? If I'm a coach and I can't pick my roster and there's 40 kids out the door every single year and I can't do anything about it, why would I, why would I sign up for that? We've got to, to me, we've got to assume the worst here so that we figure this out. Because if we don't, there's going to be 10 of these next year. There could be two of these next week. Why would Jeff Halfley be the last one of these in this cycle? We're about to get to signing day two weeks from now. Head coaches, assistant coaches, player personnel, whoever it is. I believe we were just not that long ago in an era where college football was the preeminent place to be for a coach for a lot of reasons. We are rapidly moving out of that where college football is almost the place you can't be if you want to coach people. There's too much other stuff going on. We'll talk about this. 654-ROAR is the number. We'll talk about it with AJ. You can get in on the phones on the Adams Curving text line. Hour 2 of the program continues right after this. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family-owned and operated, 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 88 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstraproofing.com. Head to Bojangles and try the new chicken rice bowl for a limited time. It's bow time. This is Herb Tyler again. You know what? You have an opportunity to come out and meet the new coaches, celebrate the newest recruits, and the mid-years of 2024 Chick-fil-A recruiting wrap-up, which is hosted by Fort Hill Clemson Club. Here's what you need to do. Go to eventbrite.com, 
get your tickets is February the 7th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Doors open at 5. See you there. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Do you want more control over your business spending? Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management platform designed to save you time and money. Ramp offers unlimited corporate cards with spend controls you can customize to stop wasteful spending before it happens. Ramp makes expense reports a breeze by automatically collecting receipts and matching them to the right transaction. You'll close your books in hours instead of days. Ramp allows you to see all of your company spend in one place, so you can make quick, informed decisions about your business finances. Plus, Ramp will share insights based on your spending to help you cut costs. Over 15,000 businesses have added up to 5% to their bottom line with Ramp. You can be one of them. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P slash sports. Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. Getting your guaranteed maximum refund with TaxLayer feels like discovering a refund tree has grown in your backyard. I'm the refund tree. Sawing off its branches. Hey, hey. Feeding them through a wood chipper. My branches, my beautiful branches. And dancing in its refund rain. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer, file fearlessly. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day. Text from the 803 says this, and then we'll go to the phones. Texter says, honestly, him leaving is not that alarming to me. And, and you know what? These are good points. I don't think Boston College is the greatest head coaching job in the world. True. And I think there's a lot to be desired from an NFL job. True. Plus, he could always come back down if he wanted to. Also true. None of that, I, again, I think it's a great text. It's a great point. And in a vacuum, it's not that alarming that a coach would leave for an NFL job. That has happened before. It has happened before at Boston College quite famously, as but, a matter of fact. But say when you say leave for an NFL job, it's a Division One head coach leaving for a coordinator position. It normally goes that stream normally flows the other direction. Correct. Especially with the money. That's right. You're it is realistic 
to think that he is taking a 25% pay cut. Yes. I would say at the on the high side. Right. He's well, I mean on the low side of the pay cut. It might be a, more of a pay cut than that even. Yeah, I would agree with that. Again, we texture you like you might be right. We might just be alarmist on this thing because we haven't heard from Jeff Halfley specifically today. However, a couple of people have alerted us. I'm trying to find it. He was on ACC Network with Mark Packer either earlier this week or late last week. And, and I've seen some of the things Packer said in response to that interview where he says how, how direct Jeff Halfley was about the state of college football. And Packer, uh, 15 hours ago, said you know, basically that he, w- he was very direct and now we know why. That's right. So there, there is reason to believe that it is because of the state of college football. And, I mean, given everything that is going on right now, I, I think that's a, at least a fair assumption. It may not be accurate, but it's at least a fair assumption. Let me say it like this. I think if you believe that Jeff Halfley left for something, then I think there's some evidence for that, that he maybe wants to be in the NFL. He's been in the NFL more than he's been in college, all that stuff. But there is lots of evidence that Jeff Halfley is leaving from something, and we need to figure out why he's running from a thing we love. Why is he running from college football? It might be the same professional reasons, but based on his comments, based on the source that Pete Thamel is quoting, based on some other things that he told on three and the stuff that he told Mark Packer, he has major issues in the game. We'd be foolish to think that that didn't play some sort of a role here. Let's go to AJ, who's up with us next. We'll get uh, we'll get more on this. 654-ROAR is the number if you'd like to join us here on the phone. What's up, AJ? Hey, uh, I have a quick question. Uh, right. What's y'all's thoughts of the best and worst-case scenario for the NCAA going into the, these court cases they're getting? Um, I mean, the best-case scenario for the NCAA is that the court lets them do what they're doing. That'll be best-case, right. um, and I, I think there's a, there's a – Greater than zero chance that happens, but that would not be based on any precedent. Uh, worst case scenario is that they get laughed out again, and you could lose without getting right. laughed out. So, I, like, I think it, there's a much better than fifty percent chance they lose their case with Virginia and Tennessee. But the worst case scenario is what happened at the Supreme Court and what's happened elsewhere, where people are like, "Why?" W-? Basically, the NCA gets told by judges, "Why would you think you could do this? What made you think this was okay?" That is the most damaging thing. That would be my my uh, worst case scenario. Right. So that that's it. All right, well, that's I... it. AJ, appreciate the phone call. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, bye. All right. Is that fair, Ben? I mean, I I don't want to paint too rosy a picture here, but I do. I mean, I do think they could win. I, I agree with everything you just said there. And when you have Supreme Court members uh, hammering the NCAA every chance they get in their language on amateurism and paying profession and paying sport paying athletes like to me they've been signaling a long time that this is just the tip of the iceberg right i, I mean in other words if the supreme court has to rule on this it is not going in favor of the NCAA you can you can take that at the bank correct no 100% um, I, I just, uh, I, 
I think there's a non-zero chance that they win, but I, I think it's it's not much better than zero. And I think they're almost sure to lose, and the most likely outcome is the worst-case scenario where they get laughed out, where they're told by a judge in a decision, why would you even think this was okay? Why would you even try to do this? Which, I mean, it, it all ties in with the the Halfley news from, from yesterday. I mean, uh, Josh Pate, I've quoted this in yesterday's show, Josh Pate said, you would be shocked at the number of coaches, high-profile coaches in the sport of college football that are this close to walking because of all the other stuff that is unregulated. I truly believe, and I may be wrong about this, Ben, you may disagree with this. I truly believe that NIL in and of itself is not a big deal. That the idea of the transfer portal is not a big deal. That coaches would just roll with the punches on that. Like, no huddle offense. And, like, the changes in the play clock. Like, it's just, you're, you're constantly having to deal with stuff. We, there are changes around here that we have all the time that we just kind of roll with. It's just, it's part of it. Some, some of them you feel like they're better. And you, it's a seamless transition. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to work through. But, you know, you, you, you figure it out. It's the unbridled, unrestrained... Uh, nature of this that has people concerned and the fact that coaches have to deal with roster management 365 days a year like no people in any other industry in the world have to do nobody has to deal with what in any industry has to deal with the level of potential turnover at any moment that college football coaches do in in my opinion Um, particularly for highly paid employees and I'm using the word employees, even though the NCA won't. Uh, that's that's essentially that's essentially what this is. I mean, what do you, what do you think, Ben, about Boston College as a job here? I, I again, I'm I'm trying my best not to be super dire here. To be honest, in this like where we are right now, I don't see Boston College keeping a coach more than three years. Because they're either going to fire the coach because he's not winning or he's going to be like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. It ain't worth this. I'm going to go to a place that is more manageable with more resources and better NIL structure or I'm going to go to the NFL. You know, uh, the reason I refer to it as a little bit of a group of five type of uh, or a mid-major type of job is because schools like Boston College a lot of time are stepping stone jobs. Earl Grant in basketball he really he really likes it at Boston. But if Earl Grant has success at Boston College, he's going to get plucked out, plucked away by a bigger school. He is. Same thing happens in football. Like and that's that's what happens at the the mid-major level, right? When like the best and worst thing for that school is for you to have success. That's right. Because you're going to, you know, you're going to And and I mean you think about you're when Halfley was was hired there, right? That's that's going to be a similar type of hiring tree. In fact, if you look at their uh, potential candidates, and this is you know this is just the athletics' opinion on this, they are lower level head coaches or coordinators at places like Ohio State. I mean yes. that, that that is that's who's being mentioned as candidates. Uh, I mean, Halfley was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State when he got the job. You're not – Boston College is most likely not going to hire, uh, you know, a head coach that's at another Division One school right now. Correct. 
That should be a problem. And you know what? We we when we talk about conference strength, think about the number of schools that that sentence is true for in the ACC. What we're talking about with Boston College, they are not alone in the ACC in lack of resources, lack of tradition, lack of history, lack of everything, and being treated more like a group of five uh, program. Texter says this on the Adams Co. Roofing text line, and it's his opinion, but I don't know right now if he's wrong. Texter says, Dabo's an inch from quitting. I can just feel it. Look how much complaining he's been doing the past couple of years. He is not interested in the BS from fans online either. This is why the 1.5% need to pipe down. <laughs> not Your words. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, two years ago, I would have said, man, you've lost your mind. I don't know that that's not true. Honestly, I don't know that that's not true. Like, again, not trying to be an alarmist, but I don't know that that's not true. Can I, I have a theory on this before we go to the phone. Do you tell me if you think this theory is far-fetched? I think Dabo making staff changes the way he has. I think he is basically, and this is based on, I have not asked him about this. I have no information on this, so don't don't hear this as being informed. This is all speculation. I think this is like, we're going to give it one big go. Yeah. We're going to give it, we're going to see if we can do this in this new era of things I'm not comfortable with, things that people tell me I can't win this way and I can't win without doing this and whatever. By the way, at some point, I'm going to get to, you know what, I'm just going to tease it out. There's something, I'm going to get to a preseason top 25 that is exactly one of the problems with our offseason discussion around these topics. I digress. Point being, Matt Luke, Chris Rumpf, Dabo's giving it a go, people. Nick Eason. Nick Eason. Yeah. Garrett Riley. Dabo's giving it, so he's not, he's not operating like a guy who's like wilted and dying on the vine. Mm-hmm. He he recognized he had some shortcomings in his staff, and he has he has corrected that in a mighty way. But if it doesn't pay off, if things don't go immediately better, I could see this happening. You were asking what kind of job Boston College is, and I'll I'll read this, and then we'll go to Tar Heel Chad. Says uh, texture says one texture says Boston College is a low level Power Five job because of the pro team. You're right. Another texture asks, would a coach like Jamie Chadwell go to Boston College? You know, Maybe the better – Jamie Chadwell would not be a fit at Boston College, but maybe the better question is would a would a, a successful coach at Liberty University go to Boston College? Liberty's a better job than Boston College. Liberty is a better job. Than, uh, thank you. Yeah, and they, they pay very well for the level of school they are too. Isn't that like a $4 million a year job? Yes. Yes. So with a whole lot less pressure – than you're going to have at Boston College, and Liberty loves football. Correct. And they're going to win their league every single year, and he's going to get an SEC coaching job yeah. based on his success at Liberty. So that's a, that's a good question, Texter. Um, kind of puts in perspective kind of where I think Boston College is. Let's go to Tar Heel Chad, who's up with us next on the phones. What's up, Chad? Uh, ben, you know what you just said about Davos already got – to Mark Slayball, right? I mean, it's already been there's a source saying Dabo's. This is it. You should not have done that. <laughs> a source. Sources. Sources. 
Um, two quick things. Uh, one, the Chadwell thing, uh, will she wait until the take the North Carolina job after next year? That's what I would say about Chad. He's going to take South um, Carolina. That comes up. Oh, okay. Look well. at you trying to. I, I'm with you, All Chad. Right. I'm Chad. I'm with you. He's going to take the North Carolina job next All year. Right. Thank you. Uh, the next thing, the BC UNC game this year. Bob Ryan, legendary writer for Boston Globe, said that uh, he wrote an article about it. It was the biggest crowd they've had there in 22 years. Wow! Really? At Connie Form for the UNC game. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it's that, not hard. Every game there, it's, it appears to have tens of fans. So I'm glad they get. I'm glad they got a thousand in the arena. Feel bad for Earl Grant. He's a hell of a basketball coach, and probably not long for uh, uh, Boston College. Uh, last thing, um, did you watch the Kentucky Florida game last night? I did. Uh, last ten uh, minutes of regulation and overtime. Before that, it was spotty. I know it's conference play. I was super high on Kentucky all year. I think they're incredibly talented. Still do. Still think they're going to be a factor. But it feels like there's been a little chink. Maybe it's just a long basketball season. You know, people lose, that kind of thing. I don't know. What's your thoughts on Kentucky? Uh, I think Kentucky's very good. Um, I think, like, I was, uh, I was reading some commentary from Matt Jones of KSR, who was basically like, Kentucky should not lose to Florida at home. And I don't. You know what? I don't disagree with that. Like, it's not a, it's not disrespectful of Florida. It's more about stating, like, you're, you're Kentucky. Uh, you want to lose somebody on the road? That's college basketball. But at home, you should win. And they, they're, they're starting to have some cracks. I would agree. There's some, there's some things I don't love about the way that they're playing. Now, I, I will say the way that they've played is going to be great for the tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. I- yeah, I think this is a different. I just think they got a lot of talent. And the last quick thing, uh, Duke UNC on the other side. Who you got? And I'll take care. Y'all take care. Okay. All right. Thanks very much, Chad. You do the same. Uh, I was uh, I was listening to my guy Terrence Ogilvy talk about this on his podcast today, and um, he took the points with Duke, and I think I would try to thread that needle right. I think the spread's like six and a half. The opening numbers that came out. Uh, I think I would take the points, but I would take UNC. That's how it. That's how it feels to me that I would take the points and I would take UNC to win outright. Uh, this first go around, I I think, I think North Carolina's going to win that one by ten. They very well may. Yeah, I, I I don't think this is a particularly good matchup for Duke. I think North Carolina is way better than Duke. Mm-hmm. To be fair, now they did impress me on Monday. I re- I did think Duke would struggle with the human nature stuff on Monday, and they didn't. And so maybe I'm a little bit I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm like taking a second look at them based on that. But and North Carolina did struggle with human nature stuff at Georgia Tech. Um I do think North Carolina's better. And North Carolina should beat them by ten, like you're talking about, Ben. All right, let's take a break. We got Brian Edwards, we also got a couple on hold, so uh, be patient with us. We'll try to get everybody in if we can. Hour two of the program continues right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to MyMoneyIsSafe.com. 
Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screened porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit HarbinLumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. This is Brandon Davis, owner of BCD Services. We're now serving Anderson and Greenville counties with HVAC maintenance and new installs. From a very young age, I knew serving people was my passion. BCD Services' mission statement is integrity, excellence, and respect. That's exactly what you'll get when you pick up the phone and call BCD Services. You're not just a number. Relationships truly matter to me and my team. For all of your HVAC needs, call BCD Services at 864-940-4804. The cold weather is here, and Harrison's is the place to load up on layers. From lightweight, long-sleeve t-shirts to heavy-duty, Sherpa-lined coats, and everything in between. Harrison's is the home of work, western, and wow! But nobody does work like we do. FR, high-vis, work boots, and safety shoes of all types, plus a huge selection of workwear for men and women. Harrison's has what you need to work safe and work warm all winter long. Come see us in Spartanburg and Malden, or get free shipping from harrisonsusa.com. New year, new you. You've been thinking about it, I know, because I was there too. I thought about it for years, and then I did it, and within a few weeks, dropped some big pounds, and I never looked back. Any time to start is a good time, but now is a great time to start something good and new. With the holidays in the rearview mirror at the start of 2024, there's no better time than now, and only you can do it. Reach out to our friends, Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss. It all starts in the kitchen, and they'll get you dropping all your excess weight and keep it off for life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com ebay motors is here for the ride go ahead feel your engine admire that perfectly installed exhaust your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love with ebay motors you get over 122 million parts to keep it running and with ebay guaranteed fit they'll be the perfect fit every time plus at these prices well we're burning rubber not cash Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Want to get your hands on the next big thing? At Verizon, new and existing customers can trade in their old Samsung phone, any model, in any condition, and get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with select unlimited plans. A better plan to save is Verizon. $999.99 device payment or a full retail purchase with new or upgrade smartphone line on unlimited ultimate or select 5G unlimited plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, 
but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers in Anderson and online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler. The Roar, your home for all things analytics and salary cap analysis. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? We are The Roar, where every day is game day. All right, hour two continues out of bounds. William Quagamush, Ben Milstead. You know, I was looking up. Do you realize Kentucky, according to the Ken Palm uh, home court advantage stats, Kentucky has the third best home court advantage in the SEC? In the SEC? In the SEC. Mississippi State and Tennessee. I better thought you were going to say in the nation. Oh, yeah. Clemson, better home court advantage than Kentucky. <laughs> Everybody knows this. <laughs> Oh, man, more on that in a second. We've got a couple of college basketball questions as well. Joe, Victor, hang on. We're going to come to you as soon as we can. First, though, Brian Edwards, our 145 guest each and every Thursday. VegasInsider.com senior handicapper. He is at Vegas Edwards on Twitter. And uh, you can check him out at MajorWager.com as well. And he, he almost had a perfect night last night, except he did pick Kentucky to cover against his Gators. Brian, what were you thinking, man? Oh, man, I have no idea. Um, but what a great win for the Gators. What a great win for Boise State last night at New Mexico, where New Mexico was not only undefeated, but just been absolutely killing teams by like 15 to 30 points a game. Um, not on average, but uh, regularly. And, um, yeah, I saw one, you know, most of the bracket, bracket colleges, what have you, don't update until Friday. I did see one guy, Bracket Wag, who I believe is published in USA Today, if I'm not mistaken. He not only has Florida in now, he has them as an eight seed, which I think is a little uh, too much credit for last night. But uh, just being on the right side of the bubble sounds good. You know, Quag, uh, W's of any significance have been very few and far between in my fandom in the last <laughs> few years. You know what? That's true. Uh, you should soak in this one because uh, winning in Rupp is hard. Um, you know, even... Uh, even now, as Kentucky's diminished just a little bit, it, it's look. It's hard. It's hard to win on the road, and you've got uh, Wisconsin, Nebraska. We'll go to the picks now. In a pick'em situation, you're taking Nebraska here. Tell us why. Well, Nebraska's just been the perfect home away dichotomy in terms of gambling this year. Fade them on the road, back them at home. Their only loss at home was to Creighton. Uh, outright, that is. They. Um, They've won seven in a row at home, going six and one against the spread. Four of those wins by 14 points or more for the season overall at home. They're 13 and one straight up, 10 and four ATS. They beat Purdue at home by 16. They beat Northwestern at home, beat Sparty at home. Also wins over Ohio State and Indiana. I know the Hoosiers are down this year, but and Wisconsin. Look, one of the you know definitely a. In my opinion, probably a, you know a top fifteen team in the country, but they are only three and three straight up, two and four against the spread on the road. So I'll go with Nebraska ball tonight. I've uh, been away from the computer like an hour. It was pick them at last look, uh, and I think it still is. I can uh, I can check that real quick, but I'm I'm pretty sure you're yeah, right. Yeah, no, I, I got it now. It, 
Yeah, let's pick them. There's a couple of places you can even get plus one. Oh, yeah, definitely take that. Uh, Let's go NBA now. Uh, One play that you're making and one that you're sort of waiting on. Let's start with Utah and Philly. Yeah, so Philly has lost four in a row, straight up and against the spread to start this road trip. They lose by 12 at Indiana, by 6 at Denver, by 26 at Portland, by 12 at Golden State. No Joel Embiid. Uh, tonight, averaging 35.3 points per game. Tyrese Maxey, who's averaging 25.7 points and 6.6 assists per game. He's missed three in a row with a sprained ankle. He's questionable tonight. Uh, the Jazz, uh, back at home after a long road trip. They're 15-6 and six straight up, 16-5 and five ATS at home uh, this season. And in their last 10 home games, 9-1 and one straight up, 8-2 and two ATS. And last stat, regardless of venue, their last 21, the Jazz are 14-7 and seven straight up and 15-6 and six against the spread, whether it's home or away. Visit with Brian Edwards here on the program. Check him out at Vegas B. Edwards on Twitter. You can also check him out at VegasInsider.com. He's a senior handicapper there and at MajorWager.com as well. Let's go to a potential here. Lakers-Celtics. It's interesting. Every game now has injury info that we're waiting on. What are we waiting on, and uh, what are sort of the triggers for plays in this one? So, uh, we got Anthony Davis and LeBron both questionable. If just one of them, either, don't care which one, if just one of them plays or if both of them plays, I really like the over a lot. The over's hit in seven uh, straight for the Lakers. And if neither of them play, let's attack it differently. Let's go Boston's. Uh, team total over uh, 126.5. The Lakers have been playing defense like my Hawks recently. In the last five games, they've given up 138, 135, 144, 132, and 127. So if neither play, let's go Celtics team total over 126.5. If either or both play, let's go over 242. All right, and then finally, uh, Super Bowl's next week. We'll have more on the Super Bowl coming up uh, next Thursday, but an early play on the spread here? Yeah, I like the Chiefs, and I don't think it's going to get to three. So at plus two, I think you might as well take it. And, you know, look, I, if you can find a plus 120 on the money line, maybe that maybe that would be – maybe you go a little bit of whatever you're risking on the money line. But – you know, if they lose by one, you'll never forgive yourself if you play money line just to get like a plus one oh five or a plus one ten. So I would I would do it plus the point. Unless you can get a plus one twenty, then maybe you just want to go half and half or something like that. Um and I'll have uh all sorts of props and what have you uh next week, but I haven't really had time to uh dive into it yet yet. Oh, but we know you will. We know you will. Brian, thank That's you. Right. Always appreciate it, my man. Uh, enjoy. Look, enjoy last night's success because the games haven't started today yet. By the by, the rule of coaching, you get twenty four hours to enjoy it before you get right back at the next one. That's right. I haven't had much to enjoy, so I will enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. You too. That's Brian Edwards, VegasInsider.com, senior handicapper, MajorWager.com, and at VegasBeavers on Twitter. Yeah, the only game he lost. He went five and one. Get the spread last night. The only game he lost. He took uh, Kentucky minus five and a half against Florida. That's got a sting. Uh, all right, uh, let's take a phone call now before we get to the top of the hour. Victor joins us next. He patiently waited. 654-ROAR is the number. You want to join him there. What's up, Victor? Hey, guys. So I've been listening the last uh, week or so here. Uh, I, I have a thought, and I, I really 
want us to just not I mean, do what you want, but I, I would I would love for us to take a, a few minutes to process this. But, you know, I'm listening to what a good day Clemson had on the recruiting weekend that they recently had, and, you know, it's really surprising. And, you know, it's not really that surprising to me because when you look at the top programs in the country, how many of them are in turmoil right now because of coaching loss and coaching change and all this and and you see that, you know, you got players moving everywhere, you got coaches moving everywhere. I mean, look, everyone in the world, I know a lot of people, maybe most people, but everyone is not concerned about the most money and the most exposure and the most NIL and the most some people want stability and some parents want their students, their children to have the stability of being in a program that cares about them and that is going to be solid where you've got solid coaches that aren't moving all over the place and they've got proven track records of excellence like Clemson has. Don't you think that there's going to be programs like Clemson, maybe even like Georgia where Kirby's there, doesn't look like he's going anywhere. I don't see him losing a bunch of players. He's had national success. Don't you think that those programs are going to be attractive to people because of the stability and because we're not moving here and there willy-nilly, you know, chasing the – goose with the golden egg i mean am i wrong or am i just romanticizing this thing too much and believing that my old school ways would prevail you know you're not wrong and i'll tell you uh, you know part of the success you you mentioned the recruiting weekend we we've uh, we mentioned it briefly but we've not we've not uh uh really nailed it down as much as maybe we should have this week there's been a there's been a lot of stuff going on clemson got four commits uh out of its uh, out of its recruiting weekend um, and I would I would include Ari Wadford in that the top twenty five kid who was right on the precipice and and committed uh, right before the weekend began. But you've got Isaiah Campbell, who's a top eighty type kid, uh, number, a top ten player on the defensive line. Braden Jacobs, son of former NFL running back uh, Brandon Jacobs, who is a top twenty uh, offensive tackle in the class, a top two hundred kid. And then Jalen Beckley, who's a guard type, uh, who is uh, one of the top forty guards in his class. Um, all of them sort of speak to what you're talking about. And I think the ability, like, in my opinion, Matt Luke is coming back to Clemson. And I would say that's not even my opinion. That's what Matt Luke said. Matt Luke is coming back to Clemson because of the stability, because of the work-life balance and integration, and because of the things you're talking about. Now, I I say all that to say... If you're a kid in the portal that's got your hand out, and let, let me let me be clear, not every kid in the portal has their hand out. But if you're a kid in the portal that has your hand out, that stuff is not going to matter to you. But to your point, Victor, enough people, particularly high school recruits and parents, are still going Correct. to value the stability and the predictability of where Clemson stands. And so, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think that is still attractive to a lot of people in certain circumstances and at certain stations of life and development. Well, it is, and and this is the deal. You know, the pendulum swings. It always does. I I mean, I've I've never seen a single phase of life where it doesn't swing. And if we can establish, like, you know, if Dabo is just, you know, nailing his shoes to the floor and saying, I'm going to develop this program the way that I want to develop it and the way that I know works, and I will attract the people that will come here and will get on board with me on this, I just think that – I just think there's a lot of value in that because of all of this instability where you got coaches leaving, the players leaving, and the transfer portal opens every other week because 
this guy got hired away or left. I don't know. I, I just I've heard Mickey talk about the uh, recruiting stuff a lot this week, and and the guys, um, John and Brad, and I, I just think that there's something to it. I just think there's something to it, and if I'm wrong, it's okay. But I just don't think that everybody wants to just be, you know, a player in, at wherever it is at these nine years now. Some guys at Miami for nine years or Florida, wherever it is. Anyway, I, I guess I'm hoping as much as anything, but I think there is some evidence of it that we're going to see people seeking stability for their student, for their child, for themselves. And, and I hope I'm right. That, that's all I got, man. Thanks, Victor. Appreciate the phone call. I think it's a great perspective. And uh, we should probably talk about recruiting when we come back because it was a big recruiting weekend for Clemson. And in the context of this, it makes sense to really nail that down. Why Clemson had such success on the recruiting trail this weekend, at least for the moment. Um, You can, boy, no. You know what? I was going to use a sloppy transition. I'm not. Willie Tago's better than that, and I'm better than that. I was gonna do it. It was uh, it was less than uh, it was below the it was below the line. Jeff Collins. It was subpar. Nothing about Willie Taco is subpar. The food is not subpar. The service is not subpar. The environment is not subpar. The tequila is not subpar. Uh, the drink specials not subpar. The appetizers not subpar. The presentations not subpar. The tacos, the bowls, nothing about it is subpar. Why would I use a subpar transition? That's silly. Go buy Willie Taco. Get a get a a, a a a great meal, a great experience. Have a great time, my friends at Willie Taco. Five upstate locations. Stay with us. Hour two is in the books. Hour three, Clemson recruiting and a lot more coming up next. WCCP FM one hundred five point five, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson. WAHT AM fifteen sixty, Cowpens ninety seven point five, Spartanburg. We are the roar. Samuel Property Group is locally owned, proud to be part of the upstate community and putting their money where their mouth is. If you know someone moving a loved one into assisted living and struggling to sell their outdated home, or maybe you have a friend with a property wrapped up in probate, what about a vacant, dilapidated home in your neighborhood that needs